Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about showing teeth. Dina paused over her salad. She had invited me to lunch to talk about an executive I had heard a lot about but had never met, Richard. During the years I had coached there, many people had talked to me about Richard, often at length. Even Dina had talked to me about Richard. Dina and I had known each other for years. As an HR leader in her company, she had coordinated the coaching engagements I'd done in her division. The word about Richard was that he dithered. Not a good thing in a senior vice president. His dithering caused initiatives under his leadership to language and the output from his group to lag. Richard dithered when it came to people, too, so his team was full of struggling performers he never fired. At the beginning of this lunch conversation, Dina had said, I'm trying to find a new way to talk with him about his dithering. He's heard all the feedback. There's nothing new to say. I just thought maybe I could frame it up differently. I laughed and said, You mean, instead of, hey, Richard, stop dithering. (laughs) She laughed, too. I have never used that word to his face. What about showing teeth, I asked. Does anyone use that phrase? Showing teeth? Like grinning? No, like a lion. Fierceness, she asked. In a way, I answered. And then I explained... I first saw the phrase in a research paper about executive presence. This was from the Center for Talent Innovation. Their research named showing teeth as one of the core competencies of gravitas. That was when she paused over her salad. She considered the phrase showing teeth. After a minute, she said, Maybe this explains why I got so angry with Richard last week. Because he showed teeth, I asked. No, because he didn't, she said with heat. He called a meeting that didn't need to happen, and then he forced one of his VPs to make the presentation. It was a disaster. The poor VP was going down in flames, and Richard just sat there, never spoke up, never tried to rescue the guy. It would have been a good time to show some teeth, don't you think? Yeah, it would have, I said sympathetically. Step in front of the damn bus, she continued. Why should other people get run over when you're the person in charge? I asked, So you think of showing teeth as protecting your people? Well, isn't it? She answered, Like a lion. The message is, Don't come near my cubs or I'll rip your throat out. From where I sit, that's a great message. I want my executives to protect their people. Don't send them out there if you're not going to stand up for them. I understand, I said. I went on, I heard a different example recently. I'm coaching a CIO at a company that just acquired one of their competitors. There's a ton that needs doing, but the CEO isn't making decisions. Or when he does, people whisper in his ear, he'll change his mind. No one can depend on him to stand his ground. More dithering, she said with a laugh. And then she asked, Is that your version of not showing teeth? Making tough decisions and standing your ground? Yeah, it is. She began turning over those two behaviors, making tough decisions and standing your ground. She said, 
I'm thinking of two people. One kind of does what you're talking about. The other definitely does. I leaned forward. Dina was always very insightful about people. First, Greg. He always makes the right decision. He'll stand his ground once he gets there. But, boy, it takes him a heck of a long time to make up his mind. He just can't make a decision quickly. Wait, do you think that is or is not showing teeth, I asked her. Not. He's not decisive. That's, that's part of showing teeth, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, I said. But then, she said with a smile, there's Sally. She's the whole package. She's amazingly decisive. And she doesn't second-guess herself. She just moves forward. She listens to input, and she's thoughtful. She's not frantic or impulsive. And when she has to, she stands her ground. I've seen her. She's impressive. She isn't seen as a bitch, I asked. No, said Dina, because she's so honest with everyone. She owns her agendas and tells people what she's thinking. Strong relationships, I guessed. Very. I'm glad for her, I said. I think women do need to be a little careful when it comes to showing teeth. That was actually part of that study. There is a difference in how men and women can show teeth and still be seen positively. Really, what's the difference, she asked. Men can be the last man standing, literally, I guess, and still be seen as a winner even though they're all by themselves. Women are seen more positively when they're surrounded by support. She nodded. Men can win by knocking people out of the ring. I finished the thought. And women can win by bringing people into the ring. Well, either way, you know what this is, she asked. It's being tough on the inside. It's about standing up for yourself without feeling wounded that you have to. Oh, well said, Dina. I'm going to steal that. But that's the thing with Richard, right? She said, bringing us back to our ditherer. He's not tough, not about anything, and it's not good for him or his people. But Sally is, I asked. Tough? Yeah, she is. But not all the time, I suggested. No, right, not all the time. See, I think that's important, I said, whether you're a man or a woman. If you go around showing teeth all the time, every day, well, it's not going to work for you no matter who you are. Oh, golly, she said, at my last company, they brought in a new president who was all teeth all the time. He ripped people in meetings and fired people and did nothing but teeth. That's not what we're talking about here. No, I agree. It's not, I said. Showing teeth does not mean you go around looking for fights. But when you have to, you'll defend yourself. Or your flock, she said. Or your flock, I echoed. And then I said, you know what another way toughness shows up? Tolerating when people are angry with you. You know, people who take initiative are bold. They're often way ahead of their troops. So sometimes the troops start shooting at them. You have to be tough when you step out in front of people like that because sometimes they won't like what you're doing. Richard really can't tolerate upsetting people, she said. That's why he's about two years late firing his marketing VP. Well, I've heard the VP isn't the only one who may need to go, I said. Oh, too true, she answered. But he's paralyzed because 
whatever he does, he's going to upset people. And you wouldn't want to upset people at work, would you? (laughs) You remember Arturo, I asked her, referring to a retired senior leader? I thought he was great at taking the heat. Oh, he was, she said warmly. I remember when he decided to downsize. Whew! Talk about an unpopular decision. But he stepped right up and owned it. Those were some tough meetings, but he never flinched. Well, that's the showing teeth part. I'm going to make tough decisions, and I'm going to live with it, and so are you. She gave a half laugh. (laughs) It could be inspiring or terrifying. What, either you're showing teeth or you're a bully, I asked. I don't think it's one or the other, she said. But between those two, there's no doubt which is which. With a bully, people are afraid. With an executive who shows teeth, I think people feel protected. She was right. As with most executive behaviors, extremes usually have negative impact. Showing teeth is no different. Another idea occurred to me. I said, you know why I think showing teeth has become important these days? Do you know the acronym VUCA? Oh, yeah, she said. It's uh, volatility, uncertainty. She stalled, and I finished. Complexity and ambiguity. Right, it's a military acronym, isn't it? Yeah. VUCA refers to a situation that has all those unsettling elements. See, I think more and more business people feel that's their norm these days. So when a leader shows teeth, is decisive, stands firm on tough decisions, protects people, it helps counteract all the anxiety that comes from living in a VUCA world. Well, I'd love a leader who shows teeth, she said. There's a ton of uncertainty in my world. And then she wondered, do you think Richard could ever get coached to show teeth? Not easily, I said. From everything I've heard, I don't think Richard wants to be tough. Unless he wants it, then no, coaching probably wouldn't be effective. She nodded. I didn't have to argue the point with her that if people don't accept their development goals, change probably won't happen. She asked, but you do think showing teeth can be learned? Well, sure, I said. Being decisive, standing your ground, speaking up for your people, those are behaviors people can learn. Well, but it's partly an attitude, too, don't you think, she asked. Tough is an attitude. How do you coach tough? If someone wants to become tougher, I said, she'd work on it the same way she'd work on any goal, say, being more collaborative. She'd get good feedback, then manage her behaviors and her self-talk. Developing unconscious competence, she said, referring to a well-known model. I agreed and said, exactly. Then she said, you wrote about unconscious competence in one of your coaching tips, didn't you? She didn't know that our conversation would become a tip of its own. The topic felt too important to leave unexamined because showing teeth is a dynamic display of the look and sound of leadership. The purpose of this episode was to raise an issue I think is a significant development need for many leaders. Showing teeth is hard. In my experience, people don't do it because they're on one end or another of a particular spectrum. On the one side are leaders who want their people to be happy. They like harmony. They believe happy people are productive people. And to some extent, that's true. 
But listen to the episode called Managing Disruptive Executives. In that episode, Phil, the leader who's trying to manage the disruptive executive, simply didn't know how to show teeth, and his team suffered for his lack. Phil is not a made-up example, and he's not alone. Often the reason I'm asked to coach people is to help them find healthy ways to show teeth. To people like Phil, showing teeth feels like aggression. But showing teeth isn't aggression. And aggression, well, aggression is the other side of the line. Those are the leaders who are full of tough love. They think straight talk and not pulling any punches helps people grow thick skins. Have you ever heard anyone talk like that? Well, that's not showing teeth. That's aggression, and it doesn't foster a healthy environment. An episode called Assertion versus Aggression will give you another way to think about showing teeth. Give it a listen. Although I don't mention the phrase showing teeth in that episode, I think you'll make the connection. Actually, the idea of showing teeth has connective tissue through many past episodes. In addition to assertion versus aggression, here are three others. Gravitas, speaking for yourself, speaking your truth. When it comes to showing teeth, all those episodes will give you more to chew on. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. And by the way, the episode that discusses unconscious competence is called Creating New Behaviors. You can find links to those particular episodes and to the white paper on executive presence from the Center for Talent Innovation in the show notes. Or if you'd like to browse the archive of all the tips, go to the Essential Communications website, essentialcom.com. That's essentialcom with two m's.com. You can download PDFs or listen to past episodes or sign up to receive the executive coaching tips as an email. This podcast is being broadcast at the end of the year. It's an appropriate time to give three sets of thanks. First, to Kathleen Noble for 15 years of building my brand and being a creative thought partner. Thank you. Second, to George Avellino and Paul Eisen, new teammates who have come on board with energy and engagement. Thank you. And finally, to all of you. You enrich me with your questions. You honor me with your feedback and reviews and ratings. And you challenge me with your ideas. I am deeply grateful to have you as my audience. Thank you so much. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.